Money FM 89.3, best of weekends. Melanie Cook is joining us now, uh, Managing Director of Hyper Island in Singapore, talking about the role of executive education and how we could all probably do with a little bit of upgrading. Uh, couldn't we, Melanie? Welcome to the show. Hello. Lovely to be here. Really enjoying it. Uh, Having good. a giggle this uh, morning. <laughs> oh, lovely. And what a lovely, bright, vibrant voice yeah. to finish our show with. Wonderful, yeah. Melanie. Great. Wonderful. Oh, thank you. Great to have you on, as always. And of course, Hyper Island, uh, known around the world for especially digital education and upgrading, upskilling uh Full disclosure, I got my master's degree in digital media management about six years ago from Hyper Island here. Uh, so I'm a huge fan uh, and, a, and an alumnus of there. But, but tell us about – take us more broadly into executive education. We, we hear a lot about it from the government, especially in Singapore. Got to upskill, got to upgrade, et cetera. Where, where are you guys coming down on this with Hyper Island right now at Hyper Island? You wouldn't be surprised to hear that we couldn't agree more that people have to upskill and upgrade, but it's not just us. Um, the World Economic Forum, for example, um, there's statistics out there that say that 66% of people are probably not fully equipped for jobs going into uh, this decade and indeed the next decade. So executive education is really, really important, but I don't like the word executive because hmm. okay. It has the hang-up of, oh, it's only the chief technology officer mm. or the chief you know, executive officer. And I, I love the conversation you just had around democratization. So democratization of access to events mm. is actually democratization of access to education. Because often in these events, these well-prepared uh, events that indeed do take a lot, a lot, a lot of effort, you have access to people that you can learn from every second that you're listening to them. I was listening to the CEO of Coursera, for example, here. You know, he was, he was in the US. And for me, uh, being an educator and an administrator of education, it was incredible to have access to someone like that. Mm. No, it's true. I remember, Melanie, uh, about four or five years ago now, we, we, when I was doing a class, teaching a class at Nian Polytechnic, back then it was quite unique. We piloted this idea of teaching everyone at their remote locations, just in case, this was pre-COVID, just in case we needed wow. to. I also think there was long-term plans that, of course, you can extrapolate that. And then your classes could be in China or they could be in Indonesia. So I think there's probably a marketing aspect to it. But even then, four or five years ago, I thought, this is inevitable. This kind of teaching, this kind of remote learning, call it what you will, it has to be the future and is that something you think, Melanie, that how do you think educa uh, executive education, I know you don't like that term, but how do you think <laughs> it's going to evolve now? I think you're absolutely right. Our purpose at Hyper Island Asia Pacific is to help the billion or so people that are moving from um, subsistence living into mega cities, mm. into the big digitized smart cities, of which Singapore is one of them. And we worry that it's going to be 
a huge culture shock because the way decisions are made, the velocity upon which they're made, they have never, ever, ever seen before. You know, yes, they will have their, their mobile phones and they will be connected um, through Facebook, uh, through Instagram, mm. all the social media. But when those decisions begin to be automated in your workplace and you start Stop having the agency that you did to make those decisions, it's going to be pretty worrying if you don't understand it. And this right. is why I talk very much about executive education, not just being for the top echelons. It's a total mindset shift. Um, so if we think the question now is how do we work with technology to amplify our human needs, our human behaviors, our human decision making, our human ethics. And all of that is an utterly new education field for executives as well as people just in work, to be honest. Yeah. We're talking with Melanie Cook, the managing director at Hyper Island Asia Pacific, based right here in Singapore. And Hyper Island is known for digital coursework, for design, for people getting together and collaborating. Very, very much buzzwords uh, and buzz topics at the moment. If, you know, we have many executives listening today that, that may be getting toward the middle part of their career or even the later stages of their career, they've reached a very high level. How important is it for them to perhaps take a course, perhaps look at you know, something in a, in a different way than they've looked at it before? I'll give you an example. When I, when I did my master's degree at Hyper Island, I was 50 years old, right? Mm. You, know, you can't even imagine what 50 is like yet, Neil. It's getting closer. <laughs> Let's not get carried away. But, you know, when I was doing that, my cohort was just about everybody in my cohort was half my age, Mm. you know, 25 or 30 years old. And so to be the old guy in the room, there were certain deficits, you know, deficits that I had to overcome. But also it did give me a a certain perspective because of the experience I had already had in life and business Mm. to then bring the digital elements in as well. So how do you view that for people that are a bit older? And not millennials, let's say baby boomers uh, for or Gen X, uh, to to access this information. How important is it? It's so important. Our master students now, you will be glad to know, Glenn, because we're much bigger now. Mm. Um, so we have people for in their twenties, thirties, forties, and fifties, all learning together. And what we realize is that. Decision making is happening in a benchmarkless era. Hmm. So nobody in living memory has had to make decisions in a pandemic of this length of time, right? right? In a pandemic, also with the fast acceleration of technology Hmm. and increasing consumer demands. That means that everyone, um, no matter their age, I have to go through a mindset change, but I might say because I'm nearing 52, so I, I, I am I'm happily saying this. I think that us uh, nearing our 50s, or maybe uh, in mid-career, I'd like to call us. <laughs> mid-career is a good way um, to say it. Yep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. In uh, mid-career, uh, we sort of have a lot of baggage, to be honest. It's hard to make a decision that is contrary to a decision of which you have experience for. So it may have worked to 
plan and plan and strategize and forecast a year, two, three years in advance and, and actually build your business against a roadmap. I mean, all of this is the jargon that we, you were talking about uh, earlier. Um, Today, it's all about scenario planning. It's about being agile, knowing when to pivot, knowing what to measure. But I would argue most importantly, knowing where your co-workers, employees, uh, peers are at in an organization. And that is a special skill, a special soft skill that needs to be upped in this uh, in this day and age, especially in Asia, I would say. Yeah, I mean, f- first things first, Melanie, I didn't realise we were about the same age. I thought you were at least 20 years younger than me. So thanks for that. Thanks for that. I'll just step out of here and you, jump out the window. You wear it well, Melanie. You yeah. wear it well. So I just feel awful. but that, And I feel doubly awful because I'm going to give my colleague here a little bit of praise, because, um, which oh, I rarely do. Wow, thank you. Because I admire the fact, I genuinely admire the fact that he upskilled at his old age. <laughs> Um, Advanced years, I like to think. And, and, he's a, and in a room with people often half his age. Now, this is a common thing, and, and it's a very important point, a serious point to make here, which is, you know, I am that guy now that will call my 13-year-old daughter in the room to solve a tech problem for me. I am that guy. Mm. Whether it's a, It could be helping me with a presentation. She has already overtaken my digital skills. It's not that big a deal. It's quite common. She is the first entirely raised digital generation. And I imagine there are lots of people right now listening to this, nodding along in agreement, saying, yeah, that's also me. My daughter, my son knows more than I do. I want to upskill. I want to do what Glenn has done. But it's intimidating. It's intimidating knowing that you're going to go into a room feeling like the dinosaur, feeling obsolete with people half your age. What would you say to those folks who want to take that step, who want to upskill, but they feel so intimidated to get over those obstacles? You know, that this, this question, I'm living it right now because I'm hoping to do a computer science master's, having done my bachelor's in, in mathematical modeling 25 years ago. Wow. Um, and yeah, I can, I can barely spell algebra, <laughs> let alone, um, let alone get a computer to program it, you know, for me. Um, it is terrifying. It really is. But when you take the time to speak to educators, <laughs> you will hear that they are so passionate about bringing everyone along. Mm. And when you get into a room with people half your age, you'll realize that everybody is going through the same human condition, right? Mm. Nobody knows how to deal with this uncertainty. It, a decision yesterday is, is, is sort of obsolete next Wednesday. Yep. And mm. it's that sort of thing that you're learning and everybody will be going through it. So, in this personal letter that I have to write for my application, I I was honest with them. I said, you know what? I'm afraid. I'm afraid of the rigor that will sit behind this um, or that will be demanded of me in a mathematical sense because it's computer programming. However, I have grit and I have experience of applying technology. I have the mindset to facilitate a community of learners to get there together. And I think 
every people of our age need to remember, exactly as Glenn has said, that we have things that people half our age don't have. So they may be able to text incredibly quickly. I don't know how they do it, you know. <laughs> they, they text faster than I can speak. Right. Um, however, I, our, our grit and uh, resilience is something that they can learn from because they've not had to. So far, their world has been very instant, right? But now, even the most instant things are are redundant yeah. in the next minute or two. We know how to deal with that at our age. So it really is a skill swap. Yeah. Mm. Very true. Very Melanie, true. great insights. Thank you so much for that. We do have to leave it there, but Melanie Cook, Managing Director at Hyper Island Asia Pacific. I've put the uh, URL in the Facebook live chat. To listen to more great interviews, download our podcasts at moneyfm893.sg or download our audio app. That's A-W-E-D-I-O. Available on Google Play or the App Store.